Welcome to another episode of the Property Pulse podcast. I'm your host, Dave Stockbridge. Every episode I aim to bring you helpful hints and tips that I know will help you make and save tens of thousands of dollars on your real estate journey. And because of the lockdowns, I'm bringing you this episode exclusively from my dining room table. Every episode uh, is value packed and I share with you the insights that allow you to look inside the crystal ball of the real estate market and to better chart out your journey in all things real estate. So today, what I wanna share with you is the extent that GDP and population decline are likely to be the two biggest factors that are going to impact the real estate market in the 36 to 60 month period. There are several reasons that I'm gonna get into right now. Now, when I comprised this newsletter, I was aware that this could be politicized. This, although I do hold my political views in and around this subject matter, the reality is, is that I've spoken objectively to those things that are impacting on the value of real estate and whether or not these things are good for real estate values. So no judgment has been made by me in this newsletter and I'm not advocating for big population growth or anything of that nature. These are simply the observations of perhaps what may even be a madman. So just read into it what you will, but they're the observations that have helped me over the last 20 or so years stay ahead of the rest. And we know if you've got the best information available to you, you're just gonna make a more educated and informed decision about what's to come next. So there's a couple of fears I've been talking to prospective home buyers about, and primarily that fear of paying too much at the top of the cycle. Now. I'm gonna get into some detail next episode exactly why it is that I believe that there is still plenty of momentum left in this marketplace. So people buying this weekend still have money to make. They're still gonna enjoy some degree of capital growth. Now, whether or not that peaks and then trails back to roughly where they are is probably the major debate in people's minds. Nobody wants to walk away with negative equity having been in their home for five or six years. But the reality is here is that the larger the deposit that you've got to put into the property, the less susceptible you are to the fluctuations that may come in the next 36 to 60 months. But if you are particularly concerned about what might be impacting the market in that medium term, then here's the two things you need to consider. Population decline and a decline in GDP per capita. Now, if you have these two things occur at the same time within your economy, then what would be the effect on you? Well, the answer should be a fall in property prices, but the federal government's pandemic response so far has proven that there is no end our government will go to in order to keep our nation out of recession on their watch. I think that's probably fair of both sides of politics. It seems to be a theory applied across the political spectrum. So the reality is, is that the Keynesians are firmly in control in both parties and their influence over economic policy will ensure that this bubble is reinflated if need be with government borrowed funds. So with almost zero immigration since the beginning of the pandemic, there is a little increase expected 
in population in the medium term. Even when borders reopen, it's still unclear whether Australia will permit entry from nations that have vaccines that are not recognised for use in Australia. Significantly, this excludes many people from India and China. Now, China and India have been a huge source of permanent residents in Australia over the last decade or so, and many of those people eventually move here full-time post-visa to make a living and even to start a family. Imagine open inspections right now without Indian and Chinese buyers. Now, I can tell you for one, this, uh, this would make open inspections far less crowded. Now, imagine what our market looks like in 2026 when there isn't any new wave of immigration and that there's really none on the horizon to fill the place of those that haven't come. My feeling is that decline in population growth, conspiring with long-term downward trend of per capita, uh, per capita productivity, and we have an interesting hangover to this boom to prepare for. The saving grace may actually be inflation and ongoing lockdowns as COVID suppression strategy manifests in public policy throughout jurisdictions. The strategy is, this particular strategy is constricting supply and ensuring pent up interest coupled with buyer's sense of urgency, creating a competitive environment conducive to premium prices. But what happens when we don't have five years worth of migrants through the door? There is a reason every government once in power opens the doors to an ever increasing number of immigrants. It is very good for the economy and has been a significant ingredient in Australia's long-term economic prosperity. It has been the waves of migrants that have washed upon our shores that have supported this almost never-ending increase in real estate values. We are 18 months into zero immigration and we have not even felt the effects as yet of this decline in population growth because of record stimulus spending. Simultaneously, we've never had more government stimulus announced and spent coupled with the lowest interest rates in history. Our economy is in trouble if immigration is not on song by the time that stimulus is being pulled back. This is the single biggest challenge the real estate market faces in the medium term. If stimulus measures continue, then inflation will float property prices and vice versa. And if demand for real estate softens at the same time as stimulus measures retract or contract, then this will be too much of a shock for our very fragile economy. Without a means of immediately increasing per capita GDP and no way of bringing more people into Australia's economy, we are confronted by perhaps the biggest single challenge we've faced since the war. Will mass immigration on a scale never seen before be the remedy? Well, that's to be seen. This may be why there's so much money being invested in infrastructure right now to prepare for a population that has not yet moved here. I'm not predict predicting necessarily what will happen as much as I'm suggesting the things that you need to keep an eye out for to stay a step ahead of the rest. Now, who should be selling right now? 
or anybody cashing out, preparing to retire, going into retirement accommodation, anyone with an investment property they don't want. Perhaps they bought that extra investment property that hasn't served them well 10 or so years ago. Well, now's the time to say goodbye to that property. There's a high likelihood you're gonna walk away with equity, with money in your pocket for the first time in 10 years. So people who should not be buying right now, well, people who can't afford their home on two thirds of their current income, and at an interest rate at 5%. Now, interesting to note that the banks are now, when determining your serviceability, calculating interest rates at a default of 5%. So if you're not doing the same, because the banks aren't necessarily making this public, if you're not doing the same, then you're doing yourself a disservice. That way, if the worst case scenario does occur and there is a, prop, a drop in property values and there's a drop in your income by a third, at least you can afford your mortgage repayments if interest rates also rise in that perfect storm of bad circumstance. So should you go for a low deposit loan to get into the market? Well, if you'd secured a 97% lend on a $300,000 house at Christmas time, that investment of $9,000 plus your $12,000 in stamp duty would mean that you would now have a property worth $360,000 or thereabouts and have $70,000 in paper wealth from $21,000 invested. Now that's not a bad rate of return in just six to eight months. So you need to ask yourself the question, can this continue for much longer? Well, supply and demand constraints are not showing too many signs of changing in the short term. And when they do, the market has rarely adjusted by more than five to seven percent. So as long as you experience that amount of growth before the market turns, you are actually fairly well insulated financially from a decline in value from the peak of the boom. Is there that much growth still to be left is the other question. And well, if the experiences of the last couple of weekends are anything to go by, then the answer to that has to be yes. So I hope you've enjoyed these insights and the helpful hints and tips that I hope better position you on your real estate journey. And for more, please subscribe to this podcast. That way you'll receive notifications of all new episodes as they become available. The podcast has now been downloaded over 35,000 times. So I want to thank everybody who takes the opportunity to tune in to every new episode as it becomes available and also to thank our sponsors who over the last two or three years have made this podcast possible. So to everybody, I look forward to bringing you a whole lot more of the real estate hints and tips I know you're looking forward to next time.